the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Sean Azaro, and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Hey, welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro. Pastor Sean, you already sound rested, Pastor Sean. After just your intro. I've been told I have that rested sound now. Yeah. I've been off I've been off a day. <laughs> again, welcome to Reaching for Real Life. I'm Baron Wiley and Pastor Sean. Again, we're doing a remote podcast, if you will. Uh, you are at where? The compound? I am am at our palatial hill country estate. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I'm at home. I'm at home. And uh, what Baron's referring to is every year in the month of June, we try to take a few weeks out. As we talked about, I think last week, uh, got some great folks who are preaching. Uh, You're going to get to hear this week at River City if you're there. Uh, this last weekend, we heard from our minister of students, our, our youth pastor, Clay Burkholder, did a superb job, by the way. Check mm-hmm. that message out at reallife.org. It is really, really good. He is an excellent communicator, did a superb job. Uh, you're going to get to hear from Pastor Aaron Powers, hey. who planted a church with us. Yes, you know Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. awesome. Uh, Willie Mayfield is going to be speaking as well. And my son, Ryan, is going to yeah. be uh, batting cleanup, batting cleanup <laughs> on this uh this series that we've called Outside the Circle. So I, I get to be out of the pulpit for a few weeks and just mm-hmm. uh, have some rest. Lori and I are going to take a little vacation time, so it's great. The scriptural word for that is sabbatical, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is tied well, to the word Sabbath, isn't it? Yes, very much so. Uh, sabbatical, typically in most people's minds, is a little longer. Yeah. You know, a few months maybe away. It really is a, this bigger, longer pause. I do this every year. It's a study break. It's a combination of vacation time. Really, the big thing is when you preach every week, mm-hmm. you know, and I I have other people, we have other people at River City who preach, but still I bear the largest share of that. And, and you do that every week. You're talking to the same changing and growing church family, but you're talking to the same people. It really is. It's a, it's a huge focus of mm-hmm. what I and other pastors have to do. So taking a few weeks away, extended time away is really a good idea. It's always been great for us. I always come back rested, listening for the Lord's voice, haven't been able to read a little bit more and look ahead. You know, I'm not having to do so much for that weekly sermon, so I get to just focus and, and look ahead a little bit, and that's really helpful. So it's just a great practice, and I've done it since the very beginning, and our congregation and the elders are very supportive of it, so, you know. Well, as they should be. This is scriptural, right? Like I said, it's connected to the Sabbath. You're supposed to, to set down, and it's supposed to be every seven years, though, right? <laughs> Mr. Every June. <laughs> Every, what is wrong with you? No, no, no. That's appropriate there. Sabbath is supposed to be every week, Baron. That's every right. Every week. And so but you, it is a, it's a similar principle. Well, I think Christians are probably the worst offenders of, of not doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's the thing for pastors, particularly. Um, and, and I think Christians who serve really hard at their church, you just need to, to know the idea behind Sabbath is you take a day a week off and you are resting 
from your work, the the taking care of your family, you're paying your bills, the things like that. For me, I look at it saying I'm ta- when I Sabbath every week. We try to Sabbath. We we take a day where we're not moving the ball downfield, mm. right? Um, I'm not I'm not meeting with people. I'm not writing sermons. We are Lori and I truly are. It's a day of rest. We spend some time together. We you know, it's just a day to not be working. And you're right. It, with a church schedule, ironically, mm-hmm. Sabbath can be a challenge mm-hmm. if you don't get a little bit militant. And I, and again, I, we're not super legalistic. You know, Paul made the statement, and I think we feel freedom in this. One observes one day, another observes another. Let each do it as unto the Lord. Yeah. So for example, if we have our Sabbath is typically one day a week, if, if there's an event that happens and I need to be at that event, I feel okay moving things around, working that day, and then taking another day. The idea is saying, I'm not the one who makes the world go around. God does. Right. And I'm going to rest, and I'm going to listen for his voice, and I'm just going to put my tools down Mm. and rest. And you also need to come back with new stories, because we've heard the other ones. <laughs> when you talk about this study break, yes, yes, that's true. And so, what I do is I really just go and talk to other pastors and get their stories, Yay! <laughs> and then change the names. Where's that Chuck Swindoll book that I had around here? It's <laughs> good. Well, why awesome. you got to ruin it? You're ruining it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's so important. I honor you for it. I encourage you uh, that you do get the rest that you deserve. That you do get to spend time with with Lori and your family and with God yeah. too. Because yeah, you you do need to uh, again recharge your batteries and. and come back and bring the word you know yeah and we try to go away we don't always but you know Mm. how the staycation thing or the stay rest is you're you're at your home and it might be a wonderful place a restful place but you're you're sitting there Mm -hmm. kind of trying to take some time and just pray and listen and you all of a sudden you look up and go i gotta fix that thing yeah oh i forgot about that thing And, and it's like home has become for many of us a responsibility as well and it is a stewardship responsibility but it's sometimes hard to truly rest at home so so getting away um we're going to be taking a couple of weeks and we're heading out to southern california we used to oh. live out there so we're staying near where we used to live and just really no big schedule or agenda just resting hey it is the reaching for real life podcast though and you brought something to the table pastor what's what, what's going on what are we doing today uh yes we are going to have a incredible conversation i got to sit down with monty manser who it's dr monty manser mm. who is the headmaster of river city believers academy our uh, private Christian school, and uh, we got to talk about a number of different things, just where things are with the school, what's been going on, how he's doing, and we even talked a little bit about the school choice issue and the school choice thing that Governor Abbott's been talking about, so uh, Monty is a wonderful resource. You're going to enjoy this conversation, and uh, I was glad to be able to have him on. Well, Monty, thanks for talking with us. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. We just finished up a school year. You have that look about you of a man uh, not quite so crazy. Got well, your graduation. Well, we made it. Yes, it was a very good year. Uh, but summer's always good to have as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would be, if you if you had to look back over the school year, I mean, uh, what kind of things would you say, oh, wow, this these are cool highlights for me or just things that I was really just grateful for this year? Well, the Holy Spirit really did some cool stuff. He, he we, are we into this year. The word was, in walk with the Spirit. Right, right, right. And step with the Spirit. We got to watch our kids develop in that. You know, we had, we had kind of come through, from the year before, we had come through 
uh, living by faith. And then we'd come through this idea of loving one another, loving God and loving each other. And so we're kind of added to that, this whole dimension of, of a spirit-led life. Kind of right. got it from a, a famous book around here. Um, <laughs> They're referring to uh, A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by uh, Pastor Shamsar. <laughs> Excellent book. And it gave us a good stepping point for our theme of this school year. Awesome. And uh, we really did. You know, last week we wrapped up with our staff and both our morning with our elementary teachers and the morning with, in the afternoon with the um, secondary both of them were sharing stories of, of what the Holy Spirit did in their classrooms, what the Holy Spirit did with their physical bodies, a few of them, yeah. um, some of our student stories and, and our family stories. And it just was a year of, of growth, a year of development, and, and just an exciting... You know, I, I was telling a group earlier, I, this was our fifth year together. Right. And, uh, you know, it felt like we really had got our sea legs. Somebody said that it takes five to seven years for a school leader to make an impact on a school. Wow. I, I thought that was crazy in the beginning, because they also tell you... Typical head of school will stay for two to three years. Right. Um, but, you know, we're here at this five to seven, which is very exciting because yeah. we really are seeing some foundational pieces have been laid. The culture has been, is just really, really strong. And, um, you know, looking at what the Lord's going to do in the, in the fall gets us very excited. He said, well, it's time to add. It's time right. to build. It's time to grow. So Right. I mean, even it's just in the few minutes here, just talking, for, if you're used to dealing with schools, everything you said is so foreign. The Holy Spirit, man. We're talking about this discipleship of the students. That's why this school exists. Yeah. And, you know, one of the reasons we brought you in, it was five years ago, is because you fit our culture. Your vision was consistent. Yeah. As I think about Christian education, we've come through COVID, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it feels like this year was kind of normal, right? Every other year yeah. that we're still the we were residue. We're still residually, yeah, coming out of that. Right. So it feels like we're kind of back to normal I almost feel like in some ways our school matured and grew through the COVID process. We actually grew numerically, interestingly grew enough. numerically, yeah. It was interesting what the Holy Spirit did because, again, you know, we came through it. I tell people all the time, we went down into a rabbit hole and we came back out yeah. successfully. <laughs> yes. Um, and we are thankful that that chapter is behind us. In fact, I shredded all these COVID protocols just last week as I was cleaning out my office. But, yeah. We were able to just navigate a season unlike right. any other in the history of the world, I pray. Right. And then we came through and families began to realize both two, two sides of things. One, they realized what kids were getting in other schools. Right. And then also they realized what kids were missing through their time. Right. We did our chapel services and live stream on Facebook. We did some things that introduced some families who, yeah. who were doing school at home anyway, weren't doing it with us. They were getting to realize, whoa. Even while we're doing this from home, you guys are doing worship together. Yeah. We gathered in the Conant living room and we would worship <laughs> with our high schoolers. We gathered on my back porch and did fun songs with our, with our elementary kids. Right. And just parents' eyes were being opened both to the value of a Christian education right. and, and the challenge of a, of a, of a secular education. Right. Um, and so that did. That kind of brought us to a unique season uh, of growth, a unique season of of reaffirming the values that we're, we we build yeah. our school on. And I that's, think, really what, that's really what the school is, Monty. I mean, we're ACSI certified, so we have yeah. we meet all of the state requirements. And, you know, if you, because when, of that, when a student graduates from our school, they can, they're eligible for state scholarships and all oh, yeah. the things from oh, any yeah. other school. But the culture is so different. That's the piece that your child who graduates from a school like this is different because of the socializing, the spiritual life, the relational connections and yeah. involvements. Well, and the teachers invest in the kids. I tell people our staff uniquely here, and I've been doing this since before my beard was gray, <laughs> uh, our teachers here uniquely understand that we are educators and ministers. 
We're not educators or ministers. Right. We're not just educators, and we're not just ministers. Right. We have to get both sides of that right. And here they embrace that, and yeah. they run with that, and it shows up in the life of our kids. Yeah. Um, it shows up in the fruit that remains, you know. Yeah. And, and, and the kids who come back every year for graduation just to see hug teachers next again. And, yeah. You know, the, hey, I was here three years ago. Do you remember? And, and just the stories, you know, the families. We have a family that's over in Germany. Uh, and they can't wait to come home because they want to come back to RCBA. Right. Those are kind of fun stories. Yeah. And those are fun adventures. Um, and, it, and it is. It's just the culture of what the Lord is doing here. And in the culture uh, that, that where love flourishes, right. we flourish. We're created in the image That's of right. God. God is love. We're created to flourish in that environment. It's a greenhouse. It really it, is. It, it, it truly is an amazing thing. And, and in, the, in that context then, in a Christian school, Learning takes place. Right. You know, our mission statement is partnering with parents to prepare students for real life as passionate followers of Jesus Christ. doesn't say anything about the academics. And yet, we have girls going this year. One of our graduates is on a full scholarship at, at Texas Tech. Another one's up at Texas State. Another one. You know, they, right. they graduate from here having their heart established because it wasn't something that we made them do. Yeah. But it's something we invested now, in. Our them. students have gone to the, the Incarnate Word, Trinity, A&M, Abilene Christian. They, they, all the schools that other kids go to. But yet there's, there's a whole different kind of thing happening. Now, uh, I think one of the things that people would say, well, you're a small school. You can do that. And we continue to grow. Yeah. Our enrollment's going to be up again this year. We've grown a number of years in a row. So how do you maintain that? How do you maintain that sense of community, that sense of each student? We know you're an individual. We yeah. care for you. The good thing about a growing school is you can offer more. Right, you have right. more athletic opportunities, it more the, in the arts and more other things. Mm-hmm. But how do you maintain that culture of of spiritual connection and love and grace? That has to be an intentional focus. That's not just something that happens automatically. Uh, in fact, growth and change are normal. That, that's a healthy part of life. But change isn't always for the better. Right. Uh, sometimes there's a there's the counter side. You know, we're going to grow, and yet we're going to have to lose this to do that. Yeah. And this culture piece that we have established is something we're just not willing to let go of. It's that it really is the root of who we are. It's our DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that part that says, you know, we will teach you. We will, the learning will take place. We will um, do all of those the academic That's pieces. all baseline for yeah. us. They have, you have to have And, and we will do that with excellence. Yep. But our commitment goes well beyond that. Yeah. Our commitment is we will also love you. Right. And we will also be loved by you mm-hmm. uh, and that's the hard part but yeah. when we're invested in honestly these kids don't get the choice not to like us um, because <laughs> we're just going to love them too much right we're gonna... uh, and that's that's a different dynamic for a christian school yeah you know i think a lot of times we have we in christian schools we kind of had this little i'll slap you on the wrist i'll give you three strikes you're out kind of thing and and so we've kind of conformed kids into a behavioral mindset mm. without really affecting their heart what we're endeavoring to do here is really and truly touch a heart because when you touch a heart you change a life right you're not just modifying the behavior you're modifying the child yeah um and that's a bigger picture calling and that goes back to this this adverse side that's this, so that ministry good. side and and so that's that's the heart of who we are you know the accountability piece that's that's important to bring about that heart change right 
Um, but but the culture that we're doing is is a culture of love is yeah. what we call it. So, so good. That's so good. <clears throat> now you achieved something really big this year. You finished your PhD work. You are now doctor, Monty Mansur. Yes, congratulations. I haven't, I, I haven't gotten the sign fully changed on the oh, door outside of my office yet. Oh, but, uh, I saw it. It's it's it's, it's appropriately gaudy. <laughs> Custom tags on my license plate. You know, it's all there. You call me doctor. No. Um, uh, well, in, very seriously, yeah. I mean, we can we can give you a hard time, obviously, but we're very proud of that. Tell me, how was that experience? Because you, you're doing the work of an educator. You know, you're, you're leading a school. You're doing that. Um, how did that sharpen you? How would you say that, that course of study, that process, sharpened you for this administrative position that you have? I will tell you what. I got to hang out with people a lot smarter than me <laughs> and spend a lot of time with them and studying them, studying their work, studying their schools. Right. Um, and you just can't help but kind of... Uh, pick up on some of what they're doing. Now, right. we learned a lot of things we don't want to do here. Right. Um, but we learned a lot of things that really work well here. Um, the beauty of and it was, my degree is educational leadership. That's what I do anyway. That's yeah. my passion. You know, I, yep. I tell people, I didn't necessarily like school when I started, but at the end of the day, I loved what we were doing. Right. Uh, because it is. It, it's a perfect reflection of who we are. And it really, um, our staff may be getting tired of me today. Did I mention I got a doctoral degree? <laughs> Let me tell you what we're doing with it. You're entitled for a few months, okay? <laughs> well, figured, After that, we'll... I got it in March. So I figured I could at least finish the school year, you know, every staff meeting. By the way, did I mention? Uh, but it is. It's stuff that we're adding directly to, to who we are. Right. Um, and just using it to kind of booster... Uh, or boost the the culture of what we're doing no, as a staff. Even in some of our board meetings, you've talked about things that that you were challenged with and sharpened yeah. with that we mm -hmm. can incorporate. We adapt, right? Yes. We're not copying anybody, but mm -hmm. but the idea of of learning and growing. And I think that's it's kind of a, just a a picture of what education does. It yeah. exposes us to different things. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations on that. We are very again, we really are very proud of you. And that's just something that's important for our school. I think you know, yeah. being led by uh, Doctor of Education is an important uh, important feather in the cap. And it feels good to be done. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I can relax and enjoy my summer a little bit more. So, excellent. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we talked about actually in one of our board meetings, and you said you'd be okay talking about this, yeah. the whole idea of vouchers. Yeah. Um, you know, in Texas, our governor is making a lot of noise, and, and he's really advocating for yeah. vouchers as a private school. We feel like we're competing against schools where, that, where our tax dollars are paying for students' right. education at other schools. We just feel like, wow, if some of that could be left in the hands of family to be used for an education like this. Not all of it necessarily, yeah. so the, the, we still support the public education system, but we get to make that choice for our students. The idea of school choice is huge. What, what are your thoughts? Well, we're all paying property tax, right? and, and that's even on the chopping block right now to some degree, but, right. but all of us are paying for public school education, and public school is doing a good job with the masses, right? Right. They're, they're able to reach everybody that we just physically wouldn't have enough room for. Right. Um, and there are great teachers. You know, when we talk about the benefits of what on. we do, there yeah. are some great teachers. But because of the legal aspects but and there the separation lot, of church and state, there's so much there, limitation. There's a lot that goes on anymore in the public school setting that just doesn't reflect right. the values in our homes. Yeah. And I think you're seeing it almost an undercutting of the values in our society, yeah. our culture. Yes. Um, and so then that brings to the forefront, are they really doing the job that we set them out to do? You know, right. when, when, we, when public schools was, 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 was established, it was because we needed a, a, an avenue to educate our children. Right. Well, now there's some other options out there. And this whole idea of school choice, right. um, of, of having an, an, uh, an option, 
Um, and, and in this case, uh, it's being done in Michigan, it's being done in Ohio, it's being done in Florida, it's being done all over the country, and has been for years. Right. Um, I'm excited to see that it's become something even going back to probably George W. Bush. Right. The governors, the Republicans in the state have been have mentioned it anyway right. as part of their agenda for the last, you know, almost 20 years probably. Um, this year, it feels like the traction is really taking off. I think they are, they're having trouble um, landing on a, on a particular terminology for it, a particular outlay of it. Right. And, and, and I'm kind of glad because when we for, were rushing in the beginning, say, oh, we finally have an open window. Let's just make this happen. I don't think we thought through all of the consequences. Mm. You know, we want to make sure that we do take care of schools where where Christian schools aren't aren't qualified or aren't available, available to, to right. help those kids. Yeah, we don't want to totally yeah, unfund. We don't want to we don't want to bankrupt necessarily those those schools that that are doing a, a good service to these families. Um, and then there's some other parts to that. There's some accountability pieces. Right. If we just say, okay, we you can pull your kid out of a school, and then we can give you the money to take care of well. Where's the accountability? I, 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 yeah. I, you know, as an accredited school, we have accountability. We have accountability. We have an accrediting body that has to approve everything that we're doing. That says right. we are meeting the academic um, that the state of Texas requires. We right. we get line with the teaks with what we teach. You know, so to, to to just whole hog, just say, hey, here's a bunch of money. You guys go, you know, do your thing. A bunch of people get together, and say, hey, here's our kids are playing in the backyard. Let's mm-hmm. take ta- let's take school money. Yeah. Or I'm a homeschool parent. And Which now, I love homeschoolers. Yeah, right? I do too. I do too. But, but what, are, what accountability, accountability is there? Accountability. Yeah, I think there's got to be some. And then the other side of that is to say also, um, where does this lead? You know, is there going to be strings attached, or are we going to have something come back? And just to ensure that because we have some voucher money doesn't mean that we're going to have to jump through the hoops that are coming out That's of, right. of Austin. That's we're right. We're not going to compromise our values. We're not going to compromise our, our the things that make us set us apart. It feels like because they're taking a little bit more time to do this, they're getting ready to do it in a special session, it looks like. Doing it right. Yeah. They're actually having to parse through the pieces that in the beginning. They were just really, truly trying to ramrod something, and I think they thought they had momentum. Right. But hadn't actually gone through and, and, and addressed all the pieces. Again, a big part of that is the, the public school system. Right. There are areas in this state where there are not Christian alternatives, Christian school alternatives. There are there are families in this state who would not be served well in Christian schools. Um, so there's an important part to, to support But the dollars would follow the students. Still. So, but yeah. So then to, to be able to make sure that we don't take all the money and leave a, a, a gap in a, in a public right. school is, is not going to help us at all either. Yeah. But but to make it an option, right? right. To say, hey. We will give you this percentage of your of your tax, tax dollars, dollars back, back, essentially, for per out. If we're paying for this much for your student anyway, we'll let you choose where they go in. And and, and now they're, they're they're breaking that up to say someone will stay in the district where your student came from. And, and as expensive as education is, we find that we can do it more efficiently. More and, and we're a little more. We don't offer everything that a that a state school does, but sure. but we're a little more specific. But we can offer a almost a. And the word that comes to mind is a boutique experience. Kind of, it's a smaller, it's custom, yeah. uh, and we have some availability, some things that we can offer that they can't, um, and we can do it for a little bit less. So we're we're basically, I mean, for me, I'm I'm pro school choice. In our board meeting, that was the first time I'd heard the cautions of, oh yeah, what about that? What about yeah. that? So I'm glad There's they're other, taking their two time. Two sides to that coin, but it does. It feels like we're actually pretty close to uh, in Texas getting vouchers in place that would allow um, for. And again, it's landing on somewhere in between, but for allow students in the state to to choose what school they attend, mm. um, and in the case of private schools, to be have some dollars that would travel with them 
to help offset right. the cost of the, the tuition. So. Right. Awesome. Well, that's a v- excellent. You helped enlighten us a little bit. I just thought that'd be beneficial for our listeners. Last question, Monty. What, what are you excited about for this upcoming school year? Well, you, maybe you could take a few weeks off here <laughs> this summer. But as you think about yeah. fall, what are you, you kind of looking for or praying for? We are, um, our word for this fall, this, the fall is coming from First Peter, or Second Peter chapter 1, talking about adding to your faith. Yeah, and we are just ready to grow. We, yeah. we, we, like I said, we've laid a foundation. The Lord has done a neat work here, and we're ready to build on some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, we're ready to increase what we're able to do. The students were able to reach because we've done that every year for the last few years, yeah. even coming out of the pandemic. Oh my but you're, you're saying we have a foundation now that we can build on even more. Where, where, yeah, we, where we, we discovered some gaps and some learning from the last two years worth of kids coming from other schools that did not necessarily meet their needs during the COVID time. Right. Um, and so we've been able to put into some place, hey, this is actually working with this group of students, or this is a way that we can help make up ground with this group mm-hmm. of students. So now we've kind of formalized some of that. We we were able to say, okay, and here's how we're going to, here's what that's going to look like, even in our pre-K classes. Yeah. Um, even in our kindergarten classes, they're learning, are getting ready to read in our phonics and those kind of things. And um, we, we, over the course of these last few years, we've, uh, changed both our math curriculum and our ELA mm. curriculum to, to again to to give us uh, the best opportunity to reach the no, highest number of kids educationally to help them flourish. Right. Um, and so we've kind of put all in, all these pieces in place, and um, it just feels like it's a launch pad, right? And That's we're awesome. Ready, we're ready to see the Lord just do some cool cool stuff in the fall. Well, Monty, we're very excited. Thank you for being with us. Do- our guest is Dr. Monty Manser of River City Believers Academy. And Monty, thank you for being with us. Looking forward to a great fall. John, thank you very much. Thanks, man. So, Pastor Sean, is it too late to sign up for the new school year? It is not. In fact, it's perfect time yeah. to sign up for the new school year. Uh, we, As you can tell, Monty's an awesome guy. We have an incredible faculty. One of his great skills is for a school, our school's 200 students. So that's a fairly small school. Getting high-quality faculty in, in a smaller school is a skill, and mm-hmm. Monty is exceptional in it. We have a great faculty, great culture, great environment. So uh, it is not too late. You can go to rcbaonline.com, rcbaonline.com, and find out more about River City Believers Academy. Uh, can I also assume maybe you're accepting applications, too? Do you need help? Well, as far as faculty, there may be an opening or two. I don't, I don't keep up on all that necessarily. So just go to rcbaonline.com and reach out, and they can let you know. Awesome. Well, Pastor Sean, again, I bless you in the name of the Lord. Go out and uh, make new disciples while you're in California. But get the rest. Have a great sabbatical, Pastor Sean. Hey, thanks, Baron. I really appreciate it. I appreciate all you do, Baron. Hey, folks, we appreciate you listening. Follow us. Give us a rating. Uh, All those things help us as we try to get the word out and help get more people joining us on the road to real life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.